the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. How bad can I be? <laughs> when we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I am your host, Christine Lakin. Ala is traveling, so my wonderful producer and engineer, Stephen Ray Morris, is going to be my sidekick today. Hello, Stephen. Hi. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, <laughs> what, I'm, that, I'm that shy. And I was like, I, I was like I'm not going to, worst ever, you know, just like just totally like, go off. Yeah, no, that was really, it's, it's amazing. It's just so much more relaxed. Peaceful. Peaceful. I can get a word in edgewise. I'm just feeling like the vibes are... Just a lot better in here. The lighting is just so feels like a Saturday to it, be honest. It is really, and it's a Friday, and and see, we're we're already feeling like we're Saturday vibes. Um, oh Stephen, I have not really had a chance to ask you about your holiday break. Well, yeah, and I had a very holidays are always like a mixed bag. I feel like we've talked about it on the show before, yeah. and. Um, there's definitely like, okay, great, you're going to see your family, but then it's there's going to be the tension of being with family where you're like, you know, when you grow up, everyone feels like they're all bouncing around, and then you f- get them all back together, and it feels like it's like magnets like on the opposite ends, you know? Totally. So yeah, I went up to, my dad thought it'd be a great idea to rent an RV and drive up to Monterey, except driving an RV on the one freeway isn't, if anybody listening who's not from... California has never driven up the one. Have you, dri- have you driven up I the one? I have, and it's one of my favorite journeys, but I've never done it in an RV, and that sounds terrifying. Yeah, and so it's that thing where it's these twisty, turny roads. Your brakes are going to be shot by the end of it. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, there's like 100-foot drops, and it's yeah. beautiful and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, recent, currently, like, half of it's, uh, like, a big chunk of it's closed because of right. landslides and stuff. So my dad's like, look, we're going to be driving on the road for a couple hours. Let's rent a giant RV for room to walk around or something. I don't know. And um, Were you camping and like sleeping? No, we weren't camping. We just rented hotels and stayed in like we didn't even stay in the camper. (laughs) Okay, got it. But um, you just thought you'd be more comfortable getting to play cards while you felt nauseous. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But he normally drives like a BMW, like sporty thing. Oh, God. And so the whole trip just became, and my sister was visiting from Chicago. And so the whole trip became us just trying to like hold on for our dear lives. Oh, God. While we're going up and down this one freeway and like, you know, 90 degree turns. And and then there's, of course, like a row of people like behind us the whole time honking. (laughs) Like, I mean, legitimately thought I was going to die on Christmas because it's like because he also wanted to drive it like that, too, like a like a BMW. Right. Where we'd like pull into like a gas station. He's like, oh, I guess we can't drive in here or like my dad's just really oblivious or like we'd be like pulling up to um, like the aquarium or whatever. And he's like, where, why can't we just put, and he's like, and like, Oh no, you can't fit a 50 foot camper anywhere. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And since I'm like, I feel like in my family, I'm just have to have that kind of control. So I'm just like navigating. while still just like gripping onto the it's <laughs> white a, knuckling it, it. Yeah. It's affected me as an adult. I can't be a passenger to other people anymore. I no. feel like I've gotten too neurotic yeah. about it. It's, it's kind of crazy, you know, because, um, I'm sort of the same way. Like I've had a couple of Lyft drivers and I've yelled at them. 
sorry, but <laughs> if you're going over the speed limit, I'm going to yell at you. Yeah. I am. I don't. I don't feel comfortable. I don't know that person's driving skills. It's the first time I've driven with them, and they should not be drive. They should not be breaking rules. They just shouldn't be. Yeah. Um. So I, I. I know. I feel like such like a nerdy mom now, but I am. But I was in the back seat, and I felt really unsafe. He was going like 55 miles an hour on a residential street. And I finally was like, sir, I'm going to need you to slow down or pull the car over. And my girlfriends were like, oh, shit. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, because it seems like people are either paying Lyft or Uber drivers to either be like a a taxi cab and get you there as fast as possible. But I feel like I'm like you. I'm like, I'm paying you to be so I can relax. Like, so I don't have to worry about it. So I can drink and then I don't have to be the one that is worried about all the other people. Yeah. But then I get like paranoid in the back seat. Yeah, it's not a, it's, it's not good. Yeah. I just uh, need to be like Bethany Frankel and have my own driver and know exactly how he's going to get me from here to there. You know them every day. You like say hi to them. They open the door for you. Hello, Maurice. It's great to see you again. How are the kids? uh, A lift, like... What's a bad start is I was in when I was in um, where was I? I think I was in Toronto or something. And the first thing that the Lyft driver does is like pull a U-turn, but then almost hit somebody walking across the street. I'm like, we're off to a good start here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he yeah. just like honks and the woman like hit the car. Oh, and, no. Like not like not he yeah. didn't hit her, but just he she yeah. was just like, you know, just like like. Just popped so it mad. with her hand. I was just like, I'm uh, walking here. I was like, can I cancel this now and just get out? Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's bad too. Like, I have a friend that is a notoriously, I'm not gonna say her name, I love her to death, but she's a notoriously terrible driver. And all of us know it, but she doesn't know it. So we'll be in the car and she's like, yeah, so anyway, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, that's my exit. I'm like, four, like, four lanes over, zooming and like Oof. on the freeway. We're white knuckling it in the back seat. I'm looking at my girlfriend. She's like, she's a terrible driver. And I'm like, ah, but I, there's a theory about i don't know if you've heard this that really intelligent people are really bad drivers oh no (laughs) i I guess it's true because uh, you know i had i dated a guy for many years who was brilliant and couldn't drive for shit and he had no sense of direction and so i think i think there's something to it so if you're a bad driver you're smart. Kudos. Yeah, you Kudos. don't have time to. It's like a messy, messy desk. You know, a genius has a messy desk. Yeah, he had a very messy desk too. But I mean, so. what what does it say about a person who doesn't want to let anyone else drive them? What is that like? Is that um, kind of uh, anxious neurotic? control? Yeah, know, yeah, controlling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess we're in the same club these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you're alive. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad you're still with us. Um, all right, I want to get to our amazing guest today. Yes, does she have any crazy lift stories? I don't know. We're going to ask her, though. Uh, Christy Carlson Romano, you would know her. She's an actress and a voiceover artist extraordinaire. She's done Broadway. You would know her primarily as the voice of Kim Possible, if you watched a lot of cartoons growing up, and oh, also <laughs> from the show Even Stevens on Disney. Um, but we're going to get into all the other things she's done in her career and what she's doing now. She's now a new mom. And the two of us, sorry, we met doing The Cutting Edge 2. Whoa. Topic. Okay. Christy, welcome to the podcast. Hey. So happy to have you here. It's really cool to be on this podcast. I'm really excited to be chatting. Oh, good. Now, before we jump in, do you have any bad lift stories? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, <laughs> or just even driver stories. Yeah, I definitely, I understand where you're coming from when you're talking about them going too fast or just bad driving in general. I, I've been told I'm a bad driver, so I guess I'm pretty oh. smart. Oh, congratulations, you're a genius. Yeah, I, you know, but <laughs> I don't think I'm a bad driver. See, that's the thing, Who right? Who tells Is that- you that? Your husband? <laughs> 
And why so? Because you, does he say that you're not signaling early enough or are you just weaving or? You know what? I really don't know. I'd okay. love to ask him and I think I'm going to ask him okay. when he drives me back on Let's the get him on home. the podcast. He's so. my Maurice. Oh, he's See? your Maurice. That's right. He dropped you off and he's off doing things. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I I have had some guys though that have, have been a bit shady and I can't promise them a five-star rating, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But but yeah, and it's, it is a little nerve-wracking. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I would love to know. By the way, I just recently looked at my. I don't generally take Uber. I'm I'm a Lyft person now. Oh, but, really? Um, what, yeah. What's wh- why? Because I don't really like the Uber practices. Okay. I feel like they've been in the news for doing some really kind of despicable things. Mm-hmm. So I've chosen. I've chosen Lyft. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you have to make a choice. Yeah, for women Sorry. too. Uh, yes. Uber has done some 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 of the drivers, and I don't feel like that was yeah. handled that. Great. But I was recently. I had to go to a uh, high school reunion um, function, and they actually gave us uber credits so i was like well shit if it's free okay i'll yeah, take it yeah so they gave you uber credits because they wanted you to get hammered exactly at the high school reunion exactly so they could take ridiculous pictures of us exactly um so i was i hadn't been on uber in a while and i have like a 4.7 rating as a customer and i'm kind of like who is that one guy Whoa. who is that one guy that didn't like, like i've never thrown up in someone's car yeah I'm, i always tip like really? That you know of? You may have thrown up at one point and didn't know. I, I mean, <laughs> just I just black out. I know. I would think, God, I'm like, who's that asshole? Anyway, um, okay. I want to get into. Let's talk for a second. Yeah. Uh, about your beginnings in uh, the entertainment business. Okay. So, All right. Um, tell me where you grew up. Okay. So. I grew up on the East Coast. Um, I'm originally from New England. I'm from a small town in Connecticut called Milford. And uh, I started at about six and a half. When, when did you start? Uh, about about eight, I think, professionally. Okay. But I was doing theater when I was Yeah, I was see? Six. It's yeah. good. Yeah, that's so that's kind of how I started. It just so happens, though, that since we were on the East Coast, things ended up escalating. And then I ended up doing more professional theater earlier than, you know, when I eventually ended up going to L.A. and right. Making a play for TV, um, so at six and a half I started, and um, really I don't know. We we my mom and I would go on the train. We'd go back and forth to Connecticut. It was an hour and a half each way, which was crazy. Like I would never do that with my kid, and I love my mom, <laughs> but she's just nuts because she has three other kids that were older than me. So you'd go into New York, yeah. So we would go into New York for the occasional audition, you know, that a six and a half year old would have, and uh, we really I don't. It was a really interesting time in my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, were you like going in for like, you know, one of the orphans and Annie? Yes. Like, like I, I yeah. booked that. That was actually my first, oh. sh- my first of everyone's first clap, play. Clap. Right. I was Molly because I was too young to be Annie. And I did it in Atlanta, Georgia at the uh, Fox, Fox Theater. Theater. And later I would return to be Belle uh, in Star yes. uh, with it, my name and lights and the he- and as the headliner and after I had done it on Broadway. So it was, it, there's a lot of what I call Forrest Gump moments for us like kid actors. Yeah, you know, sure. we have these like really random, awesome stories and sometimes you forget about them and sometimes they pop up in the most random ways. So, Isn't that Fox Theater beautiful, by the way? Oh, yeah. I, I feel know, like... I grew up watching all the things that came through. I mean, oh. it's very... 
it's very likely I might have seen you in that Wait a minute. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Okay. We had season tickets, so we saw that's where like my whole musical theater nerdery comes from. Yeah. Seeing that at growing Well, up. probably that theater probably helped too oh, because it's gosh. so magical. If anyone ever goes down there, they can see it's like a an Egyptian. There's blue sky yeah. with like light bulbs. It and... looks like you're in the Arabian nights, mm-hmm. but the sky moves when you sit inside. Oh, There's yeah. a projection. So it makes you feel like you're like in some tent under the stars. Unbelievable. The Shriners built it, apparently. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Very old. Anyway. That's so cool. That place is so cool. Yeah. It's very cool. So then when did you, um, and were you ever doing anything like on Broadway where you had to move to New York? Oh, okay. So yes. Uh, I I ended up doing a show called Parade when I was about 14. That's such a great show. It was a great show. It was a really, I didn't know that I was a part of history while it was happening. Um, It it got nine Tony nominations. It was being produced by Livent, I believe. And uh, Lincoln Center and Livent went bankrupt uh, several months into our run. And it was... um, Hal Prince was the director, wow. who's like a legend, and uh, Jason Robert Brown, who people may know as this I have like, like chills that you've worked <laughs> with all these people. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's kind of strange. It's kind of strange when I look back on it all. But and you were how old when you were? I afraid? was actually I was I want to say fourteen. But I think I was more like 13 and a half, 14, wow. yeah. And uh, by then I had done, uh, you know, the whole independent New York film circuit. Like I'd been in a Woody Allen movie called Everyone Says I Love You, where I played oh, yeah. a dancing, I don't know if you've seen that yeah, movie. Yeah, of course. But I have, I'm a I singing Chiquita banana. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's just this weirdest little funniest cameo. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. I did, I'd done Summer Stock. Like I was like this old bro by the time I was 14 on like right. the whole like, you know, New York theater actor space world so by the point that my agent abby bluestone yeah she's like this you know legend she's like the powerhouse child agent yeah, yeah. i don't know if she still is i feel like she's partner now I at s- innovative i believe she is she yeah. was my agent for a while was she yeah yeah it well was that's the biggest why. mistake ever leaving her i know you know what i agree <laughs> i agree I, I do love my agent i'm not gonna say anything negative but abby i i do a long time ago and it would have been good to good to keep i mean i with was her. like i think i was like 21 and i was like yeah. i need to really Girl, that was the, the same story as me. Side. That and they were the like, okay. Thing. And it was just nobody cared. Right? She's the only one who cared. Yeah, she did. And she really, she had this like badass way of, you know, being like, listen, you're not working right now. Don't worry about it. It's going to happen for you. Just totally. stay in there. Just, it's okay. And, she, and, and, and sometimes you get lucky with, with working with people like that when you're in your younger years and, and you don't realize it at the time. But anyway, so she was, I'm going to give her credit. I think this is like the first time I've ever given her credit. The reason why I came to LA, she moved from SEM and M in uh, New York, uh, which was a smaller boutique agency, mm-hmm. um, which I don't even think is around anymore. Certainly their children's department isn't around, but they moved to her to, she moved to Innovative in uh, LA. Oh, okay. So she was kind of like, hey. She, she, it was a play to make a bigger name for herself. And I okay. think it was a great move, obviously. And uh, she's like, kid, come out here. One pilot season. You got one pilot season. My mom's like, okay. So Parade at the time had been shut down. They gave us severance pay. And with, because of the the bankruptcy? Yes, because Got of it. the bankruptcy. And Lincoln Center is a nonprofit theater. So with that money, we took it and invested it in a pilot season trip. And we were here for a month um, when pilot season was still a thing. Now, because mm-hmm. of cable, everything's like rolling and it's a cluster F yeah. of, of, you know, am I every now and instead yeah. of freaking out about auditions only like for a quarter of the year, you can freak out that you're not going out on them for the entire year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so did you guys stay in the Oakwoods? We did. See, it all comes back to the Listen, Oakwoods. Listen, that Oakwood is... We've had so many conversations. It's the glue Evil. that binds this podcast together. It's glue, it but really it's like is. not the kind of glue you want to touch. No, no it's gross. <laughs> no, it's, it's toxic. Kind of glue. Uh, you definitely, you could huff it. It would definitely get you high. Uh, but there's nothing, there's nothing natural about it. No, God, Were you no. in the ones here by... Yeah, Burbank. Burbank. Just down the street. Okay. Yep, yeah. We all live there. We cool. had... <laughs> <laughs> that's a tourist destination uh, it should be now it should yeah. be on a star maps yeah. well, what, okay so now they have a lot of these kids from new york film academy which is down the street from there and they're all college-aged international people and that freaks me out even more because then it's like anything goes with the parties now i mean the parties back then used to be crazy but i remember my brother visited me and um they had well actually you know what i didn't even mention so i had been doing also tours broadway tours oh wow and so we were at the pantages when i was a bit younger um with a show i was in sound of music with marie osmond when i was like i guess i was like 11 and then before that when i was eight i had done will rogers follies with keith carradine oh my god and it was the, it was their first original both of them i think were like the original tours sound of music hadn't been on broadway usually the way that mm-hmm. a tour goes is that it's on broadway and then it goes on tour in the case of Will Rogers, but in the other case of Sound of Music with Marie, they were they were showcasing it around right. the country so that they could bring it back to um, as a revival. Her. Yeah. So uh, Wait, I and let me go back. So yeah. when you're on tour, you're literally touring cities with your mom. Yeah. Like, so the, I I, I'm, I can't believe I could t- just. But listen, guys, I have mom brain big time. <laughs> so no, this is fascinating to me because I have so many friends that have been on the podcast. We've talked about it, and they've gone on tour. You know, in their early twenties, and oh yeah, the that's gotta be nuts. And the, yeah, I can't even imagine. But like, I think about being in those ho- different hotel yeah. rooms every night in the yeah. bus and truck, and you're literally yeah. with your mom, and like, do you, there's a like a studio oh, teacher yeah. I guess you know the studio teachers st- studio teachers for theater are way better than the studio teachers for film and TV Ooh. interestingly enough I think it's maybe just because they're more cu- sorry more cultured they're performers they're th- art lovers theater say lovers it. I'm sorry no but it's it. usually true usually yeah, the people that are here are you know they they they're just not as educated I feel like or, or, or well-rounded of an educator mm-hmm. and the people that they have in the theater I've found to be light years ahead. Um, and so I was, I went out at eight years old with Tommy Toon's production of Will Rogers. And yeah, we were, we were bus and trucking it for a year and a half. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a really intense schedule. For and then we child. hopped straight into another, another one. Wow. And then after that, I did summer stock with Ruthless. Yeah. Ruthless, show? Of course. Tina Denmark. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, you know, I, all through my awkward growing phase of puberty and whatnot, it was all kind of, I was coasting with theater. Theater was like my yeah. safe space. Right. And um, I still, even to this day, like I'll have an audition or a callback. And if it's a TV or a movie one, I'm so friggin' nervous. I get such anxiety. It's like, I just, what's the point of life? Like everything just becomes <laughs> so dark and macabre. And for like a week, my husband's like, God, just don't do this anymore. I'm right. like, I love it though. I cannot do it. I can't quit it. I wish I could. Yeah. But um, then it's a musical theater but thing. But for musical theater, like, I'm like, I got this. I got this. See, I'm the exact opposite. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I was not, you know, 
I didn't do Broadway or anything. I've I cut I've, my teeth on that. You know, yeah, it's exactly. like uh, I did like community theater, and then I basically came to LA and started working in film and television. But like for years, you know, I would continue to go out for theater, and like the they would be productions that were starting to happen in New York yeah. or you know tours or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes I would get close, and then I would always feel like I remember distinctly getting flown out to New York for Jersey Boys, and I'm sitting in oh, the be so good. the long hallway, and I was like having a panic attack. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, can't there's breathe. something. <laughs> like, it was awful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Next time you call me, I'll try to whip you into shape Just or tell something. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, so so that all happened. So then you yeah. come to LA. Yeah. You're 15? Uh, I guess, I uh, okay. No, I'm actually still 14 and a half at the time. Okay. And... um. And that is so funny. So I'm a freshman in high school. Get this. And while I was doing parade, okay, which was right before going to LA, I decided that I wanted to rebel. And I had been going to professional children's school in New York City, um, which is, you know, Scarlett Johansson went there. Macaulay Culkin went there. Gabby Hoffman went there. Sarah Jessica Parker went there. I mean, you name it, they went there. And it was this like fame school. Sure. And they would allow you to go out to go to auditions in the middle of the day or, or, or work on location and stuff like that. I wanted to rebel and go to normal Catholic school. Okay. So I was like, mom, my freshman year in high school, I just want to be normal. And what happens? I get parade. And so I, after I go to my normal day and my little outfit, we have to go into the car or into the train and immediately go in to do this Broadway show. Oh my gosh. So I all, it was so ironic because all of my life, even after that, being on a Disney show or whatever, I was always wanting to be just like what the normal high school kid that I would see in these movies. I totally relate to that. <laughs> I really do. Oh, for sure. Because I, I did sort of have that experience a little bit because I did go to a normal high school in okay. Atlanta yeah. and I went back and forth. But okay. there was a part of me that I remember thinking, God, I just for my senior year, I just want to do all the things. I want to go to all of the... Get like a cheesy senior photo yeah, shoot. Yeah, and I want to... I did. <laughs> okay. hmm, oh, I have one meme leading against a tree. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> It's the grossest thing you've ever it. seen. Um, but no, like I wanted to, I wanted to be there for senior spring break. I, yeah. I just feel like you I wanted to get to Cancun so and think. do something stupid. To, exactly. <laughs> it seems like when you were, I wanted to go to senior frogs. Okay, <laughs> I never got one of those really long cup things with a straw. Well, it seems like when you're acting as a kid, you have such a busy. Like I can't even like the schedule you probably had as kids most adults don't even have now like especially if you're like actively on a show which ended up happening uh, a little bit after that and so you have an active imagination of what you would be doing other than what you're doing then exactly but you know as a kid you just never really appreciate your present moment um but uh I'll make sure that my daughter does it. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what, so you get to LA and then what was the first thing that happened? Well, Big I mean, thing. we had, I remember this very clearly because it's such a surreal time and also just that coming of age time, you know, and I felt mm-hmm. like artistically I was, I was growing, um, it, you know, growing up in theater and then also doing some of that independent movie work that I was doing. I did a movie with Hal Hartley, who's this like indie um, darling um, with a, a movie called Henry Fool. And it was like a really oh, yeah. dark, yeah. serious movie. And I play this this molested girl and it's just really, really dark. And I almost didn't even tell my father, may he rest in peace about it. And he had to find out later because I, oh, ha- I I have this like really, you know, graphic scene. Well, I didn't do anything graphic. I just basically offer services to this guy because my father's molesting me. It's just this like really heavy stuff, right? right. And um, I had this wealth of 
of creativity brewing as as like a young actor and uh it was an interesting time it's like i was going out on these very generic tv auditions including Mm -hmm. like the disney stuff or the you know wb stuff at that time and i didn't know what was going to happen so it was just this amazing spirit of that pilot season that we all used to experience that Mm -hmm. was like this is gonna be it this is gonna be the time that i'm gonna break through and i'm gonna get a haircut and all that (laughs) stuff and new headshots and right you know and those things that we used to like give out i don't know if you um had like the things that we we'd mailers mailers to casting agents yeah that used to be really big you know like look at my new headshot here it is yeah now they they smartened up and they don't let you do that as much i know Yeah, no, I totally forgot. Did you have a did you have a composite headshot? One did that you had like three? Did you uh, like? A, yeah, I did. I, I must have. I definitely did. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I did. There's I know like, I here's did. like here's me normal. Here's a here's leather like, jacket. Everyone's I'm, in a leather jacket. Yeah, and, yeah. and then I'm like a bad girl in this one. But then here I'm like kind of nerdy. <laughs> what? Here's what I look like in glasses. Can I ask you this? Did I'm pretty sure you did, Christine. You had, and I asked Will the same thing. Will Friedel, Um, if you had a headshot in the Taco Bell down the street. That is not a Taco Bell anymore. Oh, oh, it's a yeah. I know it's a like a it's like a hot dog place. No, unfortunately, I know I did not have one in the Taco Bell. However, uh, I did have a headshot in the pizza place I used to go to all the time in Eagle Rock. Okay, it might still be there, guys. You're so hipster. I don't know. We have to go. I know. I think they might have taken it down, which would be like really sad. I'm like not cool enough. Do you want me to like do some investigating? Could you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You're kind of close to there. What's it called? What was called? called? Casa Bianca. It's so good. It's like my favorite pizza place. Not open on Mondays. Cash only. Okay, just Good know. to know. But you do want to get a pizza pie while you're there, Stephen. And float her headshot over there and be yeah. like, listen. Be like, uh, I'm sorry. Um, this needs to be up there. Yeah, it needs to be updated. Yeah, it needs to be updated. I'm sure it's like, you know, weathered and like not even black and white. But it's you like have sepia to do one now. with like three pictures, like yeah. modern ones. Oh, God, totally. <laughs> I've got to start making. That's I got so some funny. really bad headshots back in the day. I'll put those up on our Instagram. They're horrific. And one of them, I literally look like Paula Poundstone. Like I am wearing a bow tie and Doc Martens and like these really big clown pants. I don't know what that. Why? <laughs> TV it's supposed to be like a funny head, a funny headshot. Oh Look, yeah, I'm funny. Look, I'm funny. Why? I'm dressed like a clown. <laughs> I'm. Wh- who am I? It's just what sad. Happened? It's not really funny. It's, not it's funny. just like it's awkward. so awkward. It was the we, worst. We all just didn't have the type of sense of humor that we all now have as a society. Though we're so cynical now. Like oh, back yeah. then, I feel like it was simpler times. It was. Well, there were, also wasn't any social media. Yeah. So you basically, like me, grew up doing in the public eye, but like probably the, you know, oh, the yeah. most like publicity they would have on your personal life would be like in Teen Beat. Yeah. But you know, the problem with that is that we didn't make money. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I see that now. And like the money that I was making with Disney is not nearly the amount that Zendaya or like oh, yeah. any of those other people are making because they were able to leverage their Internet digital fame yeah. as 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 sort of a counterpoint um, to their contracts and stuff. I would imagine. Absolutely right. I would imagine. And oh, from what I, sure. I've heard, yes. I don't know specific numbers, but I can only imagine that they're getting paid more. Yeah. And they're also way savvier with like what they're owning and the back end and like this whole like concept of the business it, with these this new batch of kids is just nothing like what we grew up in. No. In some ways, we ha- we had so much more of a fraternity or sorority feeling of, of, of yeah, like the fraternal order of like the 1% of 1%. Right. That's yeah, what I always felt like. Oh, well, I mean, I think we all sort of grew up. I mean, 
in the same circles. Yeah. You know, if you were if that you Oakwood didn't go circle, to that, that Oakwood <laughs> circle, a circle, the Oakwood circle. Um, it's God, it's like an STD it over really there. Is. Uh, but no, if you didn't like, like we were talking about Will Friedle the other day. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> you know, Will's on the next season of Hollywood Darlings, mm-hmm. and you, I know you know him very well because you guys did Kim Possible together. And it's just so funny, like how the lines always overlap. You always, Will and I were talking. He's like, God. I feel like when was the last time I saw you and I we just ended up you know I was like well do you remember this time oh and you had that Halloween party at your house yeah and I totally came I was like he's like yeah that's when um I was moving you know across the valley I was like yeah I know well I helped you load the truck <laughs> and he went oh my god you were there weren't you and I oh, said man. yeah I helped you move so you're that one of those rare people though that wasn't super overly weirdly competitive and like yeah. actually showed up for your friends I did I was never because that was the one thing I will say that the, even from being from the east coast we we were really on the defensive. Like sure. uh, there was always that like East Coast, West Coast thing, especially back then too, for oh, some yeah. reason, where it was like LA actors are all plastic and New right. York actors are like for real. real. Actually, I remember that being the feedback from my agency where they were like, they want New York actors because you guys are like different and like raw. And now it's everybody with a freaking British or Australian right. accent. Right. It's like, that's the season now. It's like, yeah, they can get, you know, Oscars and Exactly. Even though they don't have an accent when they're actually (laughs) acting. (laughs) It's true, but they do better. American accents better than a lot of Americans do their own accents. I don't know why. Um, So what came first? Was it Kim Possible or Even Stevens? Even Stevens did. So on that pilot season, I went on 10 auditions and I was in in a month. And at the time I was like, that's nothing. And now I'm like, that that's a good season. And we booked the pilot for Even Stevens. Um, and I went into, you know, the big old building, Disney Channel building, and Shia LaBeouf was there with me and his hair was colored in crazy way. Like it was like some calico cat stuff. I don't know what <laughs> he's he was a very neglected child in that regard. Like <laughs> needed a bath and some a piece of bread. But he um he was just I came in, okay, yeah. with a Ralph Lauren suit on and oh a red God. turtleneck. Okay. Do you have wow. a picture of this somewhere? I probably do, actually. I probably I'm do. I'm going to need that, Christy. Okay, how can you get it? <laughs> uh, and we couldn't have been more oil and water. And that, in the room, booked it and clinched it. It was yeah. that we were just two totally opposite people wow. from two totally opposite ends of the world. And He's, He was raised in California? Yeah, he yeah, was raised like in, as like California a Venice kid. kid. And yeah. his mom was like a, a hippie that like danced on the beach. And like his dad was a clown that raised chickens wow. and had like a, a teepee in Tehachapi and and like would go out there and like, you know, do drugs and stuff. And he, he it was like very open. It, that, that was his life. Yeah. And like that was insane to my parents who were, you know, like 80s yuppies from Connecticut. Right. You know, right. And it was just, it was night and day. So that wow. was interesting to work with him and just the way that we approached everything too was very different. I was mm-hmm. very by the book in Taipei and theater trained. Right. And he was this like off the cuff improv uh, vaudevillian kind of, you know, he had, mm-hmm. he still has to this day. I wish he would go back to the, uh, to comedy because I feel like it would just do, it would be so much better, yeah. healthier for him because he's, he's, uh, He's in an interesting place. People will come and ask me all the time, how is he? I'm like, I don't fucking talk to the kid. Like, yeah. stop asking me these stupid yeah. questions. But uh, they, I think because of that chemistry that we had, people automatically think that we are really related or that we really know each other. Right, right. 
So, and that definitely, I'm sure the fans, I mean, that's what everybody kind of like, you know, glommed on. Do they do that to you a lot too, though? Do they like assume that you're still in touch with everyone? And oh, people ask me, that's probably the number one question I get is, are you still in touch with the cast? Um, yeah, Mm -hmm. everybody just wants to know if, but it's true, you know, there are some casts that do these reunions and they're still all very close. I mean, obviously, the full house cast is very close. Yeah. They have been. They stayed very close for years. Yeah. And now they're all like working together again. Except for the Olsen twins. Right. Except for them. <laughs> they went off. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're into capes and, and booze. Cigarettes. And cigarettes <laughs> and large coffees. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, and we are like we do all still speak. And it was such an amazing experience. Yeah. And I think like for that time, yes, we were all very close. But all the kids on the show, like we, the, the age range was really wide. So when I started, I was 12. And like yeah. the older kids were like, I mean, Brandon Call and Stacey Keenan were like 15 and 16. Yeah. Or maybe 14 and 15. But the difference between when you're 12 and 15 is big. Yeah, like, as it should be, by the way. As it should be. They were <laughs> like, going don't... out after the show to like yeah. meet friends and go yeah. for coffee, and yeah. I had to go home. Like, yeah. it just wasn't... Now, I mean, Stacy and I are still quite close, um, and we talk a lot, and I speak to Patrick. He wished me happy birthday on Facebook. He's like, I mean, he's just the sweetest, and yeah. uh, he was on the show last year, which was oh, awesome. Cool. And um, You know, some of the other ones have fallen by the wayside. We've done several episodes about why, uh, but like the younger kids, it's sad. Like I, you know, they weren't on the show the last year, okay, and then they're not in the business anymore, right? So they kind of, you yeah. know, everyone's gone off and done their own things, yeah, as as you should, yeah, you know. But I guess just people. Like when you meet them either like at a, at a comic con or something like that sure. and, they, and they just automatically just immediately yeah, associate you in, in that present, that nostalgic time. So yeah, so that's, that was what happened. So we, we went and Man, got straight awesome. on and we had to move, but here's the thing. So we did the pilot. Um, and then we had to wait an entire year before it got oh, picked up. Wow. So I started even Stevens and moved to LA I remember I had a very like heartbreaking breakup with like my first boyfriend and I was like, I don't want to go star on my own show. What am I? <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, 16th birthday, March 20th. We, we started wow. on my birthday and, uh, we did three seasons, which is what they do there. Right. Which could have been more. I think it was a really popular and very significant show for them as a, as a new network mm-hmm. uh, in original programming with the single camera style that now it's right. all sitcom. And I think they're trying to move back to that from what I'm told because a lot of people come up to me and they're like, oh, you remember old old Disney? And I'm like, I don't, I, it's all good to me, man. Like yeah. I don't have a, a horse in that race right now. Right, so right. it's all good. So we, we went from, from that to working with Disney full-time, so to speak. So, like, because we had success on that show, mm-hmm. we were starting to be utilized. I was starting to be utilized as talent. So Kim Possible came out as an opportunity, and they had other people in mind. Um, so I did I did get it fair and square. Um, it wasn't just, like, a straight offer. I had to go in, and, and I, it was my first real voiceover experience. I had done some books on tape in New York, mm-hmm. but this was a whole new type of thing for me. I right. didn't really know what voiceover even was. Right. So uh, I was probably around 16 and a half to 17 at the time, um, and it was a big deal. So Kim Possible's, yeah. even the artwork that they were showing me, I was like, this is from the Walt Disney Studios. This was their first right. collaboration with the channel. Wow. So it was like DuckTail stuff, you right. know, like it was like that really OG, beautiful artwork, but it had a cutting edge style. And then the character Kim Possible was this like butt kicking female. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that 
that would be such a positive thing for girls. Right. But at the time it was Paris Hilton and it was, you know, her sex tape and like all this stuff that was coming out. And I was like, what are these little girls going to be able to look up to? Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of negative stuff swirling around in Britney Spears and, right. and all that stuff. So I was really happy that, uh, that, that, that I could be a part of that just off the get go. Yeah. So yeah, they actually had Allison and Han- Hannigan in mind for the, the Kim Possible. Oh, interesting. Red hair, green, green eyes, but they sure. had said that her voice didn't have the sarcasm. Okay. That I apparently had. Well, you don't say. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I think that I think that I was definitely a good straight man to Will Friedle's zaniness for sure. He's just the craziest voice ever i love that guy yeah that's amazing and then how many seasons did you guys do so that was three seasons but because the fans wanted it back it which is like unprecedented we got it back for a fourth season and then after that i think we had like a couple you know movies that came out of it right and uh but the fans still want it back so you just never know you know it's it just depends on what their agenda is and you can Mm -hmm. hope that they would want to preserve the, you know, preserve the original talent of it all. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it we were talking about this earlier. I think it's hard when you you know something, you grow up with that and then they decide to reboot it and it's something so completely completely different. Yeah. It's um it doesn't resonate in the same way. I yeah. mean, for me anyway. Yeah. Um especially with animation because it's, you know, it's like when they do those, you know, they have like a really big movie and then they'll they'll do like a sequel, but it'll be like direct to DVD, but it's like right. not the same voices. And <laughs> right. you're like, wait, what? Right. Like uh, Dirty happened? Dancing, which has been done oh, like a God. bajillion times. Can we just lay Dirty Dancing to rest, everyone? Yeah. I don't <laughs> like, want to see the musical of Dirty Dancing. I don't need to two. see the animated version. I don't need to see Dirty Dancing 2. I'm good. I'm good with the original. I want to watch it once a year. Can Let's I just say, just though, that, that that last Dirty Dancing movie was so good to watch with was a it? bottle of wine i couldn't i i like i'm i'm such an original person it i was, was like i boycotted it so bad was it, it was so bad christine <laughs> well maybe you can make a drinking game out it of was it. you could have yeah okay you can well, we fine. still can okay well, i'm down for that what is it friday we yeah, can do this you can do yeah you, uh, you got me there <laughs> um oh wow you have had a really amazing career Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why when sometimes you'll be like, hey, so you're KP, right? I'm like, actually, maybe I should tell you about some other things. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so so I was working with them a lot. Okay. So like there was at a certain point I had, I've, I have worked in retrospect with 13 different Disney subsidiaries and you know how it is. It's like mm-hmm. the ABC and then the right. parks and then the, and then this and then, then that. And then I, I ended up uh, at 18. I had booked right after even Stevens ended, right? I was just turned 18 and uh everything was changing another uh, this Mm -hmm. was another turning point in my creative career and some can say that this was the right choice or not the right choice but I chose to go to college and I ended up going to Barnard uh, which is uh the woman's college at Columbia University so I went back to New York went back east and that meant leaving the momentum that I had coming off of a show and uh but the funny thing is is I had booked that pilot season coming off, I, I had tested for six pilots, man. That was wow. nuts. I was like, are you kidding me? This is crazy. And two of them, I think I got offers for. And one of them I chose because it was the better, I thought the better pilot. And it was um, called Boarding School. And Eddie McClintock was um, my teacher. Yes. And it was called BS. And I remember that show. Because you would have been... 
I think I might for it. I think I might have gone out for it. <laughs> yeah. I totally remember the that. Sa- yeah, the sassy best friend one. I think you mm-hmm. would have been absolutely perfect. But even the at the character. So that was a really competitive season, but that didn't end up getting picked up. And um, what was the other one that you didn't choose? Did that get picked up? That was like, it's a little show called Dawson's Creek. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, that one didn't either. Um, luckily, oh, okay. but it was from one of the women from Designing Women. Oh. Was like this. It was like uh, the Facts of Life or something. It was like she had a boarding house. So it was very okay. similar. There was yeah. there's something going there on. There was something weird that happened around that time because I remembered those pilot seasons very yeah. clearly. Because I think I was just off step by step and okay. um, starting to go out, and yeah, do the whole thing again. And uh, there was like one or two years where there were two pilots of everything: two boarding school things, two like sort of coming of age dramas, mm-hmm. you know, two like um, uh, divorce family, like like my so called life type things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. There, it was like really, really busy for a long. And you know time. how it is. And then after, and I remember, but there was pilot season itself had this kind of a strange thing where it was like after September 11th everything was firefighter shows and like cop right. shows and like right. everything totally changed uh after that but so th- so th- so that didn't get picked up and I decided okay well I guess it's a win-win I'm gonna go to school I'm gonna finally have this normal life and, and so were your agents like Ugh. Or were they supportive? I don't really remember. I wasn't, I wasn't like listening. I wasn't listening to them. I think I was listening to myself as a mm-hmm. child. And I, I had had such an, like we were talking about that scheduling. I'd had such a strenuous schedule for th- like, you know, two and a half, three years. Uh, what I would do is I would be on set for 12 hours um, as soon as I turned the age that I could be. Right. But even, even 11 hours is still a lot. And then I would go home and I would have a tutor for every, cause I wanted to get into a good school and I knew that the TV tutor would not be good enough for me to get better grades. Um, so I had a different like TA from UCLA or something. Oh wow. And it was like a proper tutor for each subject every day. So wow. every day I would have a different tutor and yeah. on a different subject. And then on the weekends I would do Kim possible records and I would do, um, SAT prep. Oh my so god. So I had no life, which is probably why I don't know nearly as many like cool people as you. <laughs> and I really wish that we would have hung out, man, because that would have been I could have no really time. used your, you your had no time influence for me. in my no. life. <laughs> Please. We were stuck in Marina Del Rey too. Some people don't know this. We were in uh it was before Marina Del Rey was it's like by the beach and by Venice, but it's like it was no man's land back then. Now they've built it up and everything. Right. But um it, it was the Baywatch Studios. And oh, it was okay. Okay. really random they had to break with for me and Shia's dressing room they broke it in half and it, oh sorry sorry mom brain they broke Hasselhoff's dressing room in half oh. for me <laughs> and Shia's dressing room so we each got a side of the Hoff <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing we just go to the side of the hoff yep so that was that was so i was kind of not in the yeah. oakwood world i get at it. that point i was kind of stuck in like th- this little yeah. my own world of productivity and like and like type anus and like getting into college right. so i think at the point where i finally figured out that like okay this pilot's not working let's just do the next best thing and the mm-hmm. next best thing was going to an ivy league school and i was like and yeah. some ass. so i just didn't i didn't see the problem i think i had had some industry people tell me like what are you thinking like this isn't a good idea I'm like you're I don't know what you're talking about you don't value education and I just went off and did my thing now it took me 12 years 12 years to finish that degree I only finished it at 30 god yeah so why did I have to go then I don't know but I (laughs) I did go (laughs) and um I ended up leaving a year and a half after 
uh, to do Broadway show, which was Belle. Right. And, and, and Beauty uh, and the Beast. Yep. That's amazing. So wait, okay, so you go to Barnard. Yeah. Um, did you like the experience there for the year and a half you were there? Oh, no, I didn't. I <laughs> really didn't, guys. I dated so the, much SAT prep. Oh, so God. many tutors. I dated the worst guy ever that I could have possibly found. I dated the captain of the wrestling team who was like the biggest douchebag in the world. And like, I was like head over heels for this guy and immediately like, tacked my sails onto like the bad boy of Columbia University and like it was just the, it was just a bad idea because we had a bad bad breakup right after like Ooh. for a couple months in and then everyone was like I was the scandal like it was oh, the scandal God. about how you know we had this like really really bad breakup so I felt a little bit targeted after that and I was just too insecure to, and not really socialized enough to know that like I should just put energy into you know, understanding that my classes at this wonderful, you know, college is like such a great opportunity. But again, like this is the life. This is what right. you want. You know, right. you want to grow up. You don't want to like, you can't shield your kids from these experiences. It's going to happen. No. And, it, you know, and probably later on in life, it was probably good that you had had that. Yeah. Because all of all of those terrible experiences sort of toughen you up for, you know, finding the right person oh one day believe that you know? believe that so what was your major uh originally i wanted to be angelina jolie so like in <laughs> okay. my mind i was like i'm gonna be political science with a human rights emphasis oh yeah and okay, i didn't yeah. know what the hell i was doing like i was not nearly a good enough student at that <laughs> level to be you know at the columbia political science level you know I remember being laughed at by my TA because I subscribed to Time Magazine. And he was like, Time Magazine, you need to be reading The Atlantic. Oh, <laughs> God. And I was like, all right, dude. Like, I'm, you know, 18 years old. I don't know anything. I'm, the fact that you were even reading Time at 18 years old, I was <laughs> definitely reading Us Weekly. Okay. Um, Wait, was, was college for you like that, too? Because you went to UCLA right after. Yeah, I did. That's uh, where you should have gone, man. Yeah, and I, you know, I was a communications major. I decided to Smart. do something. You did everything right. <laughs> did I? Oh, God. I? Where were you? Uh, where were you when I needed you? <laughs> I mean, I, I relate, though, to when I, you know, I went to a, a college prep um, private school in yeah. Atlanta. And so okay. I relate to that, like being in high school and having, I had a three different tutors yeah. and I had my onset tutor yeah. and on the weekends I would go just to, tracking your schedule tracking and your life it. and yeah. your growth is just impossible I would go to a girl who lived in she was I believe also a chemistry TA that uh, yeah. from UCLA smart and I would go to her she lived with her parents yeah. and I would go to her house in Encino and she would tutor me and she would bring out all the beakers and all the things and we would do these experiments in her house <laughs> I mean it was amazing she was her name was Feruza she was such an amazing tutor yeah. and thank God for her because I actually enjoyed chemistry probably yeah. more than I would have if I was even in school. Yeah. Um, but it was a constant struggle, man. Yeah. It's a struggle to do it all and then to also try to get good grades and then to also be ready for the SATs and to write all of those applications and yeah. try to get into a good school, which is yeah. what I was trying to do the whole time. Yeah. You know? And then That's I got in and just, I was like, wait, this is college? <laughs> this is so much easier than everything I've been doing. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was like way easier. Awesome. I think just because of the schedule. UCLA has such a beautiful campus too. It is. Gosh, it's gorgeous. Such a great place. Okay, so you get Belle. You're on Broadway. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah, I was huge. 19. Oh, I just, that. don't worry about it. It was just my phone. It just <laughs> fell into my door. Oh, I was banging on the door. <laughs> um, so did you take over for 
who played um uh megan actually this is funny a girl from parade oh was doing bell at the time and she was so beautiful and wonderful when you take over for bell it's almost like a miss america passing of the the rose so to speak wow and sh- she gave me like a present and it was like this whole ceremony of like this is how you do your makeup for princess and this is how you you know you don't do certain things and like of course there was like a whole yeah, I don't know what you call it. Not a brainwashing, process. but like, okay. yeah, you'd have to become Belle, you know, and become Belle. Become Belle. And it was fantastic. I mean, I really, really threw myself into it because I had so many critics. I was 19, okay? I had been, I blew out, I blew out my voice. I was doing um, Kim Possible. Uh-huh. And some people don't know this, but I'm pretty open about it. But I was smoking a lot of okay. cigarettes. And I was um, in New York and I was yeah. thinking I was super cool and Parisian or something. And I was like, you know, drinking and smoking and like just trying to be cool and living some, you know, lifestyle like that. Um, and my voice was 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 petering out. And so when I when I originally went into the audition, they were like, we're really interested in you. We think you could help the attendants mm-hmm. because you have that Disney name. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're not ready. And I said, listen, I have polyps on my throat. I'm going into surgery next week. Wow. Let me have another shot at this, um, it, you know, after my surgery. So I went in and I wasn't supposed to a month after getting nodular surgery, Ooh. which is super invasive. Yeah. And like, you You're shouldn't be on vocal rest for like a for, year. Yeah. For like, like you can't even really. And, and then I'm in a year, you know, I had been on a Broadway show, you know, it was like nuts. So went in, I, I had clean cords. So I did a great audition and ended up booking it and they, they but I had a lot of critics a lot of people were like she's 19 she's too young this is going to be too much pressure for her oh wow and I was non-stop I was like you guys throw me at it like please underestimate me because I'm going to kick ass and we did a great job good for you I I did I did eight months originally uh, I was scheduled for four and then they the, the attendance went up from like 71% or something to like 99%. Wow. Just because Kim Possible was still sure. on the air. The and other the, shows were in reruns. And you have to understand, this is like when Disney was cleaning up Times Square. Oh, yeah. And they were bringing these shows back. And this oh, yeah. was a show that people could really take their children to. Well, it had been on for a long time, too. Yeah. Which is why their attendance was kind of lagging. Exactly. So they were wanting to kind of, uh, it was kind of, they had had Tony Braxton was in it at one point, And they had had some what I call stunt casting or whatever. Right. And, and, and so that experience was fantastic however it was exhausting i'm sure to anybody that steps into anything like todger call is a friend of mine and he went into chicago and i'm like he's going straight on to tour i'm like dude you need to slow the <laughs> f down like yeah. this is crazy you can't just go from like a broadway stunt to like you know it was a lot for me so mm-hmm. i i just i just pray for anyone who's in a similar situation that they take the time they need to relax because you can burn out pretty easily yeah um after that i went back into la and okay. I was like, let me... You were like, Barnard, forget it for a minute. Yeah, I think I was because I signed with ICM and they were like, we're going to get you a record deal and a book deal and a this. And I did. I had a record deal. I had a book deal. And things were going were, were going in a really good direction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's so cute. <laughs> My dogs. I'm sorry, guys. He's yeah. so cute. Thank you. I'm, he's feral, but it's another <laughs> word. <laughs> Are they rescues? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. You couldn't tell. But you know, <laughs> but they almost look like they're um uh They're like opposites. I know they it's like they could be related. They're yin and yang. They are. Yeah. Let's hope I know. 
he's <laughs> sorry continue <laughs> but the levity is good because at this point it's it in the story it's always kind of like oh geez here we go it's it's hard when you're transitioning as a young actress mm-hmm. and you know i read guys if you're interested in this show i'm sure you're interested in you know women in the industry and stuff ellen pompeo yeah. just wrote this amazing article oh please read it oh like today do you know where where it's it's published it was i well i guess that was it can you is there any way to google that real quick i think it's um steven's doing research it's vanity fair or vogue or maybe not even like one it was oh is it the hollywood reporter article okay is that it yeah um yeah ellen pompeo tv's 20 million dollar woman oh i I know this article reveals her behind the scenes fight for as i wait for to load what i deserve yeah I actually just, I, I know this article and I started reading it and then I got distracted, but I'm going to go back to it. Please do, because it gets better and better and better as she gets angrier and angrier and angrier. And I am Ellen Pompeo at this point. Okay. I'm that person where it's like, you're getting pulled in all these directions that you have people telling you to do this with your hair or that or this or that. And you just become voiceless mm-hmm. and you're like... I'm supposed to have a voice, but I don't know. I'm also sort of in my early 20s and I'm having, you know, relationship issues. I'm not focused on my work. Like it, it's it, it, it at that point when you're in your 20s, you need the right mentorship. Yeah. And I don't think I really understood mentorship because the only mentor I had was my mom. Yeah. And it was at that point when I was 21 that I distanced her from my career. Unfortunately, I, I, I was like, look, it's mom, manager or friend and you can pick two in that triangle and it's like I just wanted my mom back and so it was kind of a break that I had to have and I was it was sad it's hard it was and I'm sure you know other people who might might have had to do that because it's an awkward conversation definitely you know my my mom was very involved in my career and uh you know it's I think when I turned 18 and I was going to be living out here by myself that was like a yeah, I'm going to take on an, a manager and I have an agent and I'm I'm good. Yeah. And it's like, oh, right. I got you to this point. And then you just have to kind of let your kids sort of do your thing. It's got to be so But she hard. wasn't, I mean, she was managing all of the, the behind the scenes, which is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like she was cold calling and like, she wasn't right. Kim, you know, Chris Kardashian. She wasn't <laughs> trying to like make the deals and like be involved. I mean... That's just, that's a very... She wasn't selling your soul. No, that's a very... Exactly. <laughs> and your firstborn, probably. <laughs> right. um, that's a, that's a, an, an, yeah. That's yeah. A, and we all much. inevitably had to have it at some point mm-hmm. with either the stage mother, or the stage father, you know. I remember hearing stories about like Raven Simone had like a dad who was pretty intense and, and it's like, I, and now she's still killing it. She's doing great. Yeah. And, she, and, and I think she's a really great businesswoman. So there's a learning curve at this mm-hmm. point in, um, in the development. And I think I was a little behind. So like, say you did it at 18. I did it at like 21. Yeah, I feel you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just one of those things where I, I'm glad that everything happened the way it did. Just like mm-hmm. you said, um, I, I think hindsight is twenty twenty. Sure, but overall, we have to accept how, uh, as 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 an artist, how our our life goes. Um, so for six years, I was kind of in LA, and uh, I was doing movies. I did, um, you know, I did Cutting Edge. Cutting right. Edge was actually, I think, my highest paycheck as an actor. That was a really really good. Um, movie for me at the time yeah um and and it ended up being i guess pretty big at on abc family at yeah. the time which is now freeform i know and cutting I, edge too guys i remember <laughs> loving you 
so much. Oh, <laughs> I remember thinking I, I was just like, played, like the friend. I was like, you know, the kind of sassy, maybe quasi ABC family slutty friend. <laughs> she was. I'm always that person. That's slutty. my type, I guess. I don't know why. You were I like hubba hubba. Yeah, I like, that was I like hubba hubba. <laughs> I was like the one who was like, come on, sit outside with us. Let's get in our bikinis. <laughs> that I'm guy's gonna, hot. That guy's hot. Look at him. <laughs> like, I'm gonna find a picture of us because there's. I know they're out there because of course we're in bikinis. So you know. Yeah, they're Google. probably a screen grab or yeah. something we can get so i'll it'll be a, it'll be i remember your Instagram. leg was up like this and you had your sunglasses and you were like almost like what's her name from that movie uh alicia silverstone <laughs> oh my god it's the from- nicest thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> i love her she is awesome alicia silverstone in that movie what's that movie which is it not Lewis? poison ivy where is it oh She's i know like what you're oh yeah like which it's sexy. um i know which one you're talking about crush not crush is yeah it crush? It crush it was kind of like the that reverse sort of um What's the movie with a, a Lolita? Yeah, it that's like a what Lolita. it was. Oh yeah. my goodness. So um, yeah, so that's when we met, just yeah. around that time. And uh, it took me, uh, oh God, what to say about this time? Let's just fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the show though. I oh mean, God. We got we to gotta hear the ups and downs oh, because then God. we're going to go back up. Okay, good. Okay. Good, 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 good. Okay, let's see. I had some really bad relationships and I think that I've, I hear this, I see this, like I've even told people at Disney Channel, like please let your actresses, when they're coming out of the channel, please send them my way because they need the mentorship. Yeah. There needs to be a rehabilitation program. Sure. I believe it. I believe it to my <laughs> core, guys. And if you're listening to this and you need help, like, like holler at me. We're going to talk about her blog in a second. You'll be able to email me. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. But for real, it's it's like girls, women in our industry have been victimized and targeted and manipulated and and there's just not a bunch of infrastructure that's like this way whereas mm-hmm. a lot of these guys they're like hey Fred Savage you want to direct go ahead like here's a, here's the episode here's this here's that and I'm not saying they're not smart and they don't do the work they are they're all great and the gracious ones are even better but it's like it's not that much it's not easy for you to find your way and for me going back to school always made sense yeah so um I was 26 when I went back to school at that point. So I was kind of just hanging out. I was doing the whole acting class thing Mm -hmm. and dating guys in acting class and just kind of like going out a lot and going to Paris Hilton's like, you know, Halloween party and just just dating a lot, you know? And so many bowls of cigarettes at those parties. You know, oh God. <laughs> Side I, note. I didn't go to too many, just one. <laughs> that was enough with all her pillows with her face on it. It was mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, but I was never, and you know what's really funny? I was sitting there at Paris Hilton's party, okay? And I was surrounded by, obviously, Paris Hilton faces, right? On her couch or whatever. And I'm looking at all these people and I'm like, I'm literally at the party that every single person in America wishes that they were at right now. And I, this is so fucking stupid. And you're like, I don't, which one of these things doesn't belong? <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what am I doing? It's like me at every Hollywood party. <laughs> I'm like, when can we go home and watch Netflix? Because you're just so real, you know? Christine, I can't, I, you're just the, so, you're just the shit. I'm a <laughs> Thanks, big fan. man. I'm a big fan. I've always felt like an imposter at those things. And I go, you know, but I can go so and do them. I feel like you can, you can. I can make fun wherever I am, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but I'm I don't, not. it's like that, like, it's, I feel the posing of other people. 
people and like the self-importance You're of like people trying. I am. I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, I, I have no interest in it. And especially. It you feel like dirty, right? Yeah. I feel like yeah. then I have to then posture okay. and try to look like I'm on my phone and like. <laughs> well, like, you're on your phone. I'm on my phone. I'm on my phone. We're on and each like, other's phone. And like even at these, you know, some of these great parties where, I mean, I've never seen a better, you know, display of food and open bar and, yeah, a, like and a band. Or and, like, yeah. yeah. And it's all you'd want to do is yeah. just drink and dance. And yeah. nobody's doing that. Who's an asshole? I feel way better when I've like my friends come over and we just like crank up like an old like yeah. record yeah. and everybody's like having a couple beers and like we're, we're ourselves, yeah. you know, no totally. one can be themselves in any of these things. And that's the problem. That is that is the problem because I'm sure that I feel like at some point, though, or maybe I'm wrong, but you see a lot of these people collaborating at a certain level. And that's why I love that a lot of us that have lived through this are mm -hmm. starting to collaborate on shows like yeah. yours or just even podcasts like this. Totally. It's really, really great because we have such rich stories to tell too. Oh, yeah. But you see a lot of these people the from the SNL, like anyone that's working together or like the Seth Rogans and like that whole camp of people collaborating and you figure to yourself, well, they've got to have actually good parties. Like they might right. actually be friends. Right. You know? They probably and, actually have fun together. Yeah. <laughs> so it's out there. It's just... This other bubble that is in L.A. of the wannabe crowd and they seem to infiltrate everywhere and it's a little hard to kind of see the forest through the trees. So you just rather kind of stay with the people that you know and you can trust and it takes a while. So yeah. that's why the defensive thing actually ends up becoming a part of your life at different stages. Yeah. So I, I, I had my defenses were down for quite a while and mm -hmm. I think that it wasn't a good look for me. Professionally, I just feel like I wasn't honoring my commitments and I wasn't growing as an actor, even though mm -hmm. I was in class, I think I wasn't taking it serious. I was like, well, I was on a show, you know, back in the day. So I know what I'm talking about. It's like, right. no, like, you know, you, you still have growth to do. And, yeah. and, um, I did learn a lot. I think I, I, you know, from growing up, not being in acting class and learning everything on, um, I, I went to Beverly Hills Playhouse and I feel like I learned a lot about, process and how to uh, rehearse properly mm -hmm. and how to make notes on your character and delve into creating your character and substitution and, and like all this mm -hmm. stuff like I really mm -hmm. kind of learned what that a was technique like. uh, that was something you could have as an adult which, yeah because your technique as a child is very different it has to be yeah you're a different person yeah you don't have all of the other emotions that you have at 26 or 30 or 36 totally. you don't have that life experience so totally. you're going to come at it a completely different well way. that sometimes scares me too because I've coached a, a quite a of kids and 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 if you do manage to find a kid that's super duper talented and you know is going to explode yeah. because they've got that Haley Joel Osment thing or they've got this like old soul type thing mm -hmm. and it just kind of creeps you out yeah sure <laughs> I'm trying to think of other child actors that have that but I feel like Jonathan Lipnicki as a child was just kind of like wait why are you so vocal <laughs> why why do you, why are you? I actually know him now Oh, really? And Do he's you? become a huge bodybuilder. What? And he's working too. We had lunch um, about a year before I had the baby and we were talking about his goals and how he was frustrated and how there was, I mean, everyone is in that same boat from, from that world. If yeah. they weren't, man if they didn't manage to transition straight into that A-list, which it so rarely happens. Um, but it's so funny, like Brie, Brie Olson, mm -hmm. she, I remember sitting down with her and her mom was like, so like, how do we do this with Disney? Like, they're, they're, we're thinking of maybe singing a couple songs because she wanted to be a singer, right. like wow. a country singer or something originally. And, and, and then now she's 
huge gosh yeah i know she's huge it's i mean like, it's it takes like it really takes one great shot at something mm-hmm. and then everything can change and yeah. that's like i think what is so um alluring about this business and why it keeps you in for so long because <laughs> you just always feel like that next game-changing job is going to be right around the corner for real and it's the thing that keeps you like wanting Hooked. more Hooked. yeah it's like it, let's be honest it's like a drug it's a drug because because it's like it's it, a bad relationship sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you just can't quit yeah um, and I hate to liken it to that, but there is a little yeah. bit of, you know, of you have to continually humble yourself, yeah. even if you've just been on a show, because there's a lot of people that don't care about that. And yeah. then there's a lot of people that are going to say, mm, yeah, we saw your show. We know exactly who you are. And you're not right for this really cool independent project. And right. you say, well, actually, I really could be. Right. Do you want to look at some other work that I did previously that could show? You? Yeah, no, we just don't have time. Yeah. So you have to continually humble yourself to yeah. what to try to get whatever you think that next job should be for you. Absolutely. And a lot of the onus comes from you. It's not the people that work for you or pretend to work for you. <laughs> it's it, it really has to be your drive and how mm-hmm. you see yourself and mm-hmm. finding your voice, I think is, it's, it's everything you're saying. It's very difficult, uh, especially when you don't know what that voice should be. Totally. You know, that's the hardest thing. Totally. And then being able to stick to that gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you went back to school. Where did you go? I went back to Barnard. Oh, you did? At 26. Yeah. They let me go on professional leave. It's their policy. And I fell in love with the the actual academic side of it, I think. Um, I, I also fell in love with my husband. Ah, so now we're going back up. <laughs> yeah, now we're now we're going back up. So, um, I had, but I mind you, I was working. I, yeah. I just want to put that out there. I had done a Lifetime movie. I had done a sci-fi movie. Right. I had done like I kept myself busy, busy, busy working as best I could. And but none of it really was was anything that was giving me any kind of happiness or joy. So that's why I think I decided let's let's go back to New York. Sure. And I I ended up getting a, a Broadway an off Broadway show. Um, with Betty Buckley oh, and Tuck fun. Watkins from Desperate Housewives, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, I think he's from the, yeah that show. And and, he, and it was a really f- – oh, and Peter Scolari. Oh, I love him. He's Wait, amazing. We have to talk about him for a second. Yeah. Okay, because I was a huge Six Feet Under fan. Okay. And now I'm watching him on 911. Okay. I just find him so attractive. Peter Scolari. Yeah. Is from, this from, talking about? From Bosom Buddies. Okay, no, we're talking about something else. <laughs> I am completely Wait, okay. having mom brain right now. It's great. Nope. I love it. Steven's cracking it makes up. Makes me well, so just, happy that you're having mom I'm brain in this way. Thinking I love of. it. Wait, Owen, oh, he was the what are you wait, of, he's though? the dad on girls, right? Yeah, he was the gay oh, dad the on dad girls. <laughs> Okay, no, he's a wonderful actor. Wait, I have to look up I the don't person think on that. That is not who is just in my brain, who I was having my loins burned for. But he is a wonderful actor. <laughs> yes, he is. He is a wonderful actor. He's hilarious. Yeah, Wait, he Peter was, Krause? I'm thinking of Peter Krause. Everyone. Oh, I don't even know this man. Oh, you know him. I will show you a picture here, of I'm Peter Krause. I've got a picture. Peter here. Scolari, Peter Krause. I'm like really killing it today, guys. Um, but can here you imagine if I was like, no, that's exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> I kind of really hoped like re- that you I, had like I a strange, really who now? attractive. Oh, this guy. Yes, he was the boyfriend in um, 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 that that thing. 
I think just because I find I I find the cop show. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the boyfriend, right? Yeah. 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 I know that guy. I know, I don't know. You I find I think him attractive. Your, I do. It's your husband's much hotter. Thing. Well, for sure. <laughs> but um <laughs> sorry about it, Peter. Sorry, Peter. Um that's so when you went back to school, did you continue in poli sci? No. So okay, so I think I did I, I kind of uh, come, came to understand. Uh, and I think I came to this understanding when I was on some stupid sci-fi movie in the middle of Louisiana. Not sure. In a Canada, graveyard. No, nope, okay. basically the same thing. Okay. And I was like, if these people can make these stupid movies, like I could do this. I could do this. I can make stupid movies. Yeah. And, and maybe ones that are even less stupid. Right? Like, you know, female empowering sure. instead of, you know, grotesquely. Oh, God. So awful. So um, I decided and Catherine Bigelow had won the award for best director Mm -hmm. for Hurt Locker and that changed my life I was like I'm going to go back I'm going to study at Columbia for film and um I started in that direction um I think once and then I met my husband in the in the second semester of that year and I was like cupid struck with he was also in the film program no so it wasn't he was okay so my husband is kind of awesome dude he was a marine served in iraq wow four years in the military and then um he transferred to columbia at years after so he and i had met and we were the same age he was going to columbia on the, the gi bill okay and uh he he was, believe it or not, in a program that meant got mentors that were high, high executives to these guys that were at Columbia. So Brendan was mentored by Rupert Murdoch. Oh, my God. And he was like, I don't share the guy's politics. I don't know anything. I'm pretty liberal. You know, I'm pretty intellectual when it comes to stuff. But he's really awesome. He's a really great guy to me. And like he ended up like just he was just a boss man. Like I I met this guy and I literally felt like he was out of my league. I was like, there's no way I could get this guy. And what happened was, is that there was a lot of uh, military guys that were going back Uh on this GI bill. Uh So Columbia had an influx of bachelors in my age range. And I was like, this is crazy, but also a sign. And I met um, someone else uh, who was a Navy man. And he was in a documentary class. He asked me to like AD something, which was really just like, you know, a way of getting free labor. And I was like, sure, dude, like if you need to hold a camera, whatever. So we were interviewing my husband for some protest that had happened on campus. Oh, wow. Because Columbia is a notoriously crazy liberal place. And they had called like um, some vet at a public hearing for the for the um the the college like a baby killer or something nuts so my husband was like defending um because he was the president of the mill vets oh wow so he was like a boss i was like who is this guy (laughs) he is out of my league (laughs) and i i kind of flirted with him and then and then he kind of took the bait and he was fresh out of a relationship and I was very raw at the time and we hit it off and like we just have been inseparable ever since. That's amazing. That's a great story. Yeah, man. So then he graduated, you graduated. No, I didn't graduate. Oh my God. So my my, my, my father, uh, he was a little pissed because he was like, listen, I've had to watch my daughter go through this, that, and the other. He's like the super Italian guy, or was. And he was like, I just want her to finish her freaking degree. Right. Like, now you come in. I don't know if you're coming or staying or going. What are you doing? Uh, you need. She needs to finish her degree. 
Okay. And we left and came to California because he's originally from here. So I laugh because like I had to find the only guy worth dating. Oh my gosh. From California was in New York. New York. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's the way it would work. So all my girlfriends were like, where am I going to find a guy? And I'm like, gotta go to New York. Um, so he, uh, he said, yes, sir. Absolutely, sir. And then he, and then we ended up getting engaged six months into dating. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was wow. not so. And then how far, how long after that did you guys get married? Two years. And they had what looks like the most magical fairy tale, <laughs> beautiful wedding. You guys have to troll Christie's Instagram because Aww. I do. I and love that. I troll yours too. Oh my god! Every time you post a picture, like on your anniversary of that freaking wedding, oh. it looks like something out of what's that? Like Anastasia? Oh, like, really? Yes. You're like it's like um, you got married in Banff. Yeah, girl. And so there's this like huge castle behind and them. And the story of that is that and I went like there. a fur like like stole. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. Thank you. Well, the story of that place is when I was in Sound of Music as a little girl, we went up to Canada for a couple of gigs. Oh. And we ended up taking the tutor, took all the kids from Sound of Music to Banff, which was an hour and a half away from Oh my god. Calgary Theater. And we that was like I would I guys, I had like the sickest uh uh what do you call them? Travel what are you field trips. Yes. I had the sickest field trips, man. Like so that was in your brain. Yes. Like being a child, and you're like, I know where I want to get married. I guess so. Yeah. And <laughs> and wouldn't? we did I just like had this sick, you know, beautiful memory of being in the snow and it being magical. And and this particular place though, I would suggest anyone going to the Fairmont. They changed it into a Fairmont, so it's right. It's actually really done. Uh, nicely in terms of renovations because there's a very old hotel and uh, it's just it was really wonderful I DIY'd a lot though I just yeah. want to I DIY'd a lot I had two years of planning oh my god and that's when I got into my Pinterest addiction oh gosh yeah you can go down a, a Pinterest k-hole <laughs> oh it was a I pee, a pee hole yeah do you know what I I was taking I was collecting jars and bottles, like I'm talking red wine vinegar, sure, yeah. um, you know, any kind of like mason-y looking jar. Yeah, yeah. jar. I was soaking the labels off, mm -hmm, yeah. collecting them, sure. and then I spray painted them different metallic colors. Yes. And I put them on the tables. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. No, no, girl, I did that. Yeah. I did them, but I did it even more. I did mercury sponging. Oh, Lord. So for, for the candles, <laughs> I spray painted. Uh, once I got into the spray painting phase, that was when I knew I hit a rock bottom. <laughs> I spray painted the um, the gold, um, you know, plastic toy animals that yes. you would get. Oh, yeah. I spray painted them gold oh, and then put people's names with, I put wax on the back of those invitations because we were on a budget and my husband had gone to get his master's at AFI. Right. Right. He became a screenwriter. Oh, my God. And so that's why I didn't go back to school to finish. Okay, gotcha. See how I turned it yep. all yeah, back in because I, I know I'm everywhere. I get it. You speak mommies. I get it. Yep. No. <laughs> we go I, into I'm following your curvy <laughs> wavelength. Uh, but then you finally did finish your degree. I did, yeah. I was okay. 30 at the point, though. Okay, so we just paused for a second um, because Christy's husband just came in with a birthday cupcake for me and flowers singing with candles and it says 21 on and the cupcake yeah because hello i'm 21 again <laughs> yeah it's, it's all good but That's he's the sweetest so thing ever i know what a good guy we were just like waxing poetic on you i hope your ears were burning out there <laughs> we we're talking about the wedding honey the wedding yes meeting two, you two years engagement and then finally finishing uh hashtag boss um <laughs> yeah and then finally finishing so you finally finished your degree out here in California? Ye no, no. I went back. I kept. Oh my god! So this is so crazy. Yeah. Third, third trip back to. <laughs> did I say? Is it Barnard? Barnard? 
Yeah, Barnard. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you keep a do, like? Do you keep a dorm on ice? Like so every time you just come back? And... Can you, I was living in a studio. Like I, I, I went back the first time I went. I had like you know a, a bunch of money saved up for that purpose of going to school. But then right. when I left that first time, I ended up living off a lot of that money. So when I went back, I was on a grant, and so I was in one of their studio apartments. Right. And it was like so small. So <laughs> that's why I moved in with my, my beautiful husband. After yeah. two weeks of dating, I was like, I'm in your graduate apartment that you have like I am living here now and I'm taking all of your closet space which he st- this still happens oh, he still poor man still has no <laughs> closet space yeah, it's sorry guys it's, it's what happens it's inevitable um and then you guys so okay so then you find so you did that you yeah come back here so 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 I'm 30 now and I'm married and I'm super focused on on my next steps because I just still wasn't finding too much traction uh, with with representation and everything I was just kind of getting now I was just getting frustrated and I think you know I was more focused than before and saying to myself I can do this right yeah so I want to go back I want to really finish this degree and then I want to do my first feature yeah so we went back and we ended up living in Brooklyn, which was a bit of a commute in the yeah, cold to Columbia because there's no east side um, uh, subway yet. Right. They're, they're supposedly building it, which it's like never going to happen. Right. <laughs> That'll happen in 20 years. If the MTA <laughs> says two, it'll be 20. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Continue. So uh, I went and guys, I took triple the course load because I had a little bit more of the grant money left. Okay. And I was like, I am going to work this system. I'm going to get this dang degree. I'm going to make everyone proud, make myself proud mostly. And I think it was the smartest thing ever. Yeah. Honestly, when, when you say like, Hey, like when you went, the first time, what did you think? Like, I thought maybe that college was for the pits. I was like, this isn't for me, right? Like, yeah. obviously, I'm not fitting into the student lifestyle or whatever. But the, the cool thing about going back to school, especially twice and finishing over 12 years, <laughs> is that I got to meet so my community is so rich. Sure. I had joined a sorority briefly. And I have all those girls that are constantly friending me on, you know, but they're all like future lady bosses of, you know, the world. And I've got such a great memory now of the three times I went back to school. I love that. It's I've, I've met so many people and so many people knew me because they're right. like, oh, man, like you'll see online. I have several different articles from the Columbia Spectator, which is like that newspaper. They're like, right. she's back. What is she doing now? <laughs> <laughs> when you met people that were in different phases and like, younger. Right. Right. And I was older. And so, you know, it was it was very cool to see the 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 um, landscape of of the college lifestyle and how it was affecting me in a different way uh, just to be an academic. And so that last time that I went back was, I was all business. I was like, I don't even care about grades. I want pass fail. Right. And I just focused on Italian cinema or I focused on my thesis about feminist film. And, um, I just really went balls out to, to my woman college. (laughs) I went balls out to my woman. college. Amazing. Because you know what? I feel like that's how like college should always have been. Yes. For me, it was such a job. I wasn't always like really interested in what I was doing. I was just trying to get the grades. I was trying to get good grades. I was trying to just get through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's why I think these, these European, they take like, um, a year sabbatical or something, right? For them to travel and... and it's very smart. Very smart. Because I think as... Of course, as you get older, my husband just got his master's. And when he was in school again, he's like, I never did this well, ever yeah. in school. 
Yeah. He's like, I care now. Yeah, I want to be there. And it's not just something that's expected of me that I'm doing, but it's my money and I'm- Your I'm, time is valuable. Time and yeah. I want to do as best I can. That's and awesome. It, yeah, it was just like a totally awesome experience. Totally different for him. Good for him. Yeah. I'm happy that he can find that. Um, we, we, yeah, so we were really great. And so then when we came back, we managed to find a way. And again, I was still working and I've been working, but- I decided that I wanted to do my first feature. So we ended up eventually finding financing and Brendan was, he's busy. Like he has his own screenwriting right. career. He's been repped and he's got shows out and he's doing really big things. And it was never in the way of working with me, but I'd always hoped that he would work with me. Yeah. And I needed help at that point. I was like, mm -hmm. I need to get organized on how to actually write a script, right? right. I mean, that's like difficult to yeah. sit down and do and know that you're Especially not just feature. Waiting. Features. Yeah. Yeah. Features long. But I chose the market friendly type of Christmas movie that I knew could get made. Yep. And I knew that it was in my wheelhouse knowing that I had acted and direct acted in these types of films. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can do this. Yeah. I can so do this. So we got financing and um, we made it in my hometown. Oh my gosh. And, and it was like, we had to <laughs> really, he had to spearhead a lot of the producing because it was such an independent film that we had too many cooks in the kitchen and the organization was not there. So my husband's Marine background came into play. And even though he was just kind of a co-writer on yeah. it, he was like, no, this is my baby's like, movie I'm gonna support awesome. her so he made sure that the coffee was there and the food was there for right. the crew and 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 you know people didn't have to get beat up in that right. way <laughs> <laughs> and and really he's just been uh so supportive and I and and in a way he's my mentor now you know like I think like we created a production company together and when he has the time we're developing things That's and great. otherwise I think I'm like that little bird that needed to be sort of fostered and and now i'm flying on my own and that's awesome things are really good that's great so Thanks. you directed the movie yeah you co-wrote the movie it, it lionsgate distributed it wow. it's out what's, there what's it called it's called christmas all over again it's like kind of a groundhog day thing but it's this 14 year old boy who's um played by a nickelodeon star sean ryan fox and he um is obsessed with these shoes because these boys that love these shoes these sneakers yeah and Todrick Hall plays this like Kanye West type character who's like performing with these sneakers and honestly like if I were to think of the budgets that you have for these indie movies to get people organically even influencers to like go and do something really creative right. and cool in this it's tough to find collaborators that are, are will you know that yeah. are and I'm sure you probably come up with this with Hollywood Darlings oh yeah it's a constant conversation how do we make this fresh how do we make this interesting not this the same conversation absolutely and how do we find people that'll get the show that want to come play that want to like you know that'll bring something fresh and new to it you know that aren't scared of a lot of people are scared of improvising yeah yeah Quite I'm frankly. actually very scared of it <laughs> well you'd be great I mean thank you you're so confident you do it you I, could do it very easily maybe yeah, yeah. okay well, no I'll it's try. just about trying to be in the moment and not even necessarily trying to be funny just yeah. trying to be you know some people just are there to react but you took classes right you had I mentioned did. yeah you I took a lot of classes in, in improv and then I was also in a theater company here in LA See? that was improv based it, but and that was my I don't training have ground. that I don't have that I need to I, I was at one point I was thinking maybe I needed to do that but but so it would be it would be fun to come and play with you guys someday I want okay you to. So, I will. so let's Season three, everyone, please write in. Please write in and tell them. Tell CCR. everybody how much you want to see. We could be nemesis. That's what that's the whole right? thing. That's you don't have a brunette on the show. No, you we need, need a, it. A mean, angry, bad girl brunette. <laughs> 
everyone thinks I'm super nice. And I know. I'm like, no, you need to be the girl that's always at the audition. And all three it. of us are like, ah, she's here. <laughs> um, okay. So tell us all the, before we wrap up, I want you to tell us all the things we can look forward. Uh, you yeah. have a daughter now. Do you want to oh talk goodness. about that quick? We can. Yeah. She's I mean, gorgeous. She, I'm obsessed with it this little thing tell us how old she is now so she's 13 months Ugh. as of like two days ago she's so cute you guys isabella yeah you have little to troll isabella? the you have to troll the instagram i want her and georgia to be like besties she's so sweet they're just not at that age yet where it's like really like you we're gonna hang oh, out just wait it gets it it'll you'll be there very quickly cool because once she turned about like 16 months 18 months yeah it was on good and good. now she's like into younger kids and older kids and she's just she's awesome. all over it because you worry you're like am i socializing my child correctly because i personally didn't have that type of socialization growing yeah. up and in the back of your mind you're like I want my kid to have that stability I want yeah. her to so I don't really I've, I've realized I don't really bring her out a lot I will I yeah. will start doing that like you and I start I guess yeah. we started bringing our kids to little gyms and stuff to like sure. work out and stuff that is my first step into that because I just didn't want her to just overly socialize for yeah. the sake of doing that she has nephews she has you know family and so she's not like completely but I'm a little nervous maybe because of me having a lack of structure in my life and mm -hmm. in my childhood to just throw her out there. Right. Just do everything. We're at the zoo. We're here. We're there. It's like, it'll come. It'll come. And yeah. at the point she's at now, she needs it. She needs something stimulating every day. Okay. Whether that's a museum or whether we go to the park or whether that's a class, like she needs to be out and running and be outside. And, yeah. She has know. that like energy that's constantly oh, yeah. brewing. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, she, this one still sleeps quite a lot and I think she must get that from oh, me though. thank God. She wakes up at eight. I 30 what and what eight, time does she go to bed she doesn't sleep through the night so we're working this out okay but she uh she goes to bed at 8 30 it's great she's like it's a joy it's a That's joy great. but she like i said she doesn't sleep through the night so there's that but what kid consistently sleeps through the night i guess my kid <gasps> i know don't hate me she's been the best sleeper <laughs> she's such a good sleeper She's been sleeping but this also, entire podcast. I was yeah, going to say asleep. what is wrong what's going she's on she's actually probably awake she's just in her crib oh playing. shoot okay well, you're amazing. She's just like, I, she's, I, I don't know what to say about my kid. If we ever have another one. You want Brenda to go in there and entertain her? Help yeah. play guitar oh, and He's stuff. like, like you'll, you will walk in with me and she'll probably go, hi. Oh my hi. God. Love she'll just be kid. playing and like hanging out. I love your kid. I, know, I should probably go check on her. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So tell us where we can find you on okay. social. Social. I'm, I love Instagram. Uh, so please come follow me. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually really posting a lot there more and more frequently about like what I'm doing products that I'm loving with parenthood um where I'm traveling to you know yeah you can see Christy on uh, she goes to a lot of cons so yeah. if you want to meet her in person she'll probably be at a small town near you <laughs> sometimes a big town okay it's a big town <laughs> like near New you. Orleans hey, I yeah, went yeah, there town, that town. was fun um but yeah so uh yeah like Brenda and I are going to Cedar Rapids right Cedar Rapids Michigan um, great. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, Cedar, yeah, Cedar Rapids, Rapids, Iowa. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Got it. See, because, yes, we're going there, and it's great. actually going to be a romantic trip, Ooh. even though we're working because the baby's not coming. So it's oh. one of those things where it's like, do we want to go to the middle of nowhere? Sure. Yeah, you do. Iowa's, Iowa's for lovers, apparently. <laughs> well, it will be for you, too. <laughs> 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 you'll you'll make your you'll make a romantic yeah. in that Hilton, and that's garden in whatever you're saying. 
seriously, this is this is the life, you know, of the parent. Yeah, she totally I get gets it, it, man. You've I, done a con, right? Uh, I've done a couple, not okay. a lot. If you though. want, I can I can throw you in there. Okay, because you know, if I get to go with you, that'd absolutely. be so fun. I'd be down. You, me and Will. Will does. Please. Will oh Thrill does them all. Just so. sit me in between you two, and yeah. I would have the best writer day strong ever. Writer strong. I would Ian love it. Thomas Nicholson or yeah, yeah Nicholas. He does them, and uh, the Buffy people do them, and I mean, like everybody. My friend does Tom them. Link, he's been on the podcast. I know he does a lot of them. Yeah, too. they're great. They're oh actually God, a lot of throw fun. Throw my name in. Let's go. Let's I will do actually this I'll thing. introduce you to, them, to my manager. All right, hands Fantastic. down. I didn't know you'd be interested. And, and then I'm we'll busy. go have like a soup and some wine. Exactly. Um, some soup. <laughs> some soup. Some soup and some, some wine. Soup and some wine. <laughs> That's what you do in Iowa. I don't oh know. right, yeah. The, it's it's going to be cold. Is it like the butter festival in Iowa? Like uh, they make things out of that's, butter. Oh, yeah, it's like a like whole fair. They carve like yeah, they like carve structures. I'll bring butter. I'll bring some yes. butter back for you, Christine. Yeah. I do love There's butter. I'll be like, babe, bring me the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Your Instagram is at the Christy Carlson Romano. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, do you do Facebooking? You uh, I am on Facebook. So if if any, I'm everywhere, man. Like okay. I we these days you have to be everywhere, and including you have to have a blog. Yeah, you got to play, and you're starting one. I am. I am finally going to to do it, and I'm really, really excited about it. It's going to be christycarlsonromano.com or christyromano.com, so I got the, you know, very official URLs, and I'm going to try to do it by April 1st. Great. And that's not a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, Stay that's tuned, right. Everyone. So maybe actually April 2nd, I was <laughs> okay, thinking, okay. because April 1st, not only is it April Fool's Day, it's also it's Easter. Only, isn't that weird? It's really weird. I don't remember that ever colliding. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it though? Hush up. Hush up, cutie. Uh Christy, it's a joy to have you. It's just so fun. Thank okay. you for thank you for coming and just like, you know. Wait, does this mean I have to go life? back to to Orange County? Yeah, does this mean I have to not hang out anymore? You, no, we're just going to stop recording, <laughs> but you can just keep hanging out. Because I, I, we I want to eat that cupcake. And we have years of mentorship that we have to catch up we on. We do. We do. I'm going to teach you the ways of U.S. Weekly and the world. <laughs> and improv. <laughs> and improv. Are you reading Us Weekly? It's U.S. Weekly. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here, Stephen. Yeah, As no, always, so I'm fun. glad you're still with us. I'm glad you didn't die over yeah. the break. Uh, please tell your dad next time to maybe just slow it down. I mean, I would drive, but he would probably get really impatient with me. So yeah, well, no, <laughs> <laughs> there's something to be said for for that. Although, why am I having like visions of your dad being like Chevy Chase now? Like it's pretty position. accurate, actually. It's pretty okay. accurate. Yeah. All right. Good. We'll maybe just take we... a lift all the way up to Monterey. <laughs> do you have any pictures of that? Yes, I do. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll yeah. put those on the Instagram too. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining us. As always, I am Christine Lakin at Yo Lakin on all social and Stephen. You can always find me at Stephen Ray Morris. And you can follow us at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, tell us your thoughts, and maybe have some suggestions of who you'd like to also have on the show, we welcome it. Worst Ever Podcast at Gmail. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week.